Hello, and welcome to Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. Uh, this is episode two, and we will be doing rom-coms today. Didn't necessarily think that we would be doing these <laughs> so close to the start, uh, considering neither one of us is a huge fan of rom-coms, mm-hmm. but we saw Crazy Rich Asians this week, and that kind of inspired it. Um, so we will be doing a review on that, as well as You Were Never Really Here, which will lead off the show, as well as some news on a McDonald's Monopoly heist movie, uh, some Star Wars news, Movie Pass being a bitch again, and Blumhouse <laughs> and their horror franchises. Um, we will also be tackling some, two new trailers that came out this week, and at the very end of our show, we will be revealing our top five rom-coms of all time. So keep listening and uh let us know at the end uh in the comments or any of that um whether you disagreed with any of our picks or what you thought should be in the top five or your top five um we're excited to hear what everybody has to, has to say about this um so we'll get things uh started with a review of you were never really here um i'll pass it over to you brian to get us started on that all right uh you're never really here I uh, wasn't sure really what to expect with this. It was uh, Jacqueline Phoenix. It was uh, Amazon Studios movie. He's kind of like a hitman for hire, kind of pulling like girls out of trouble situations. But then it was just it got weird, and it was real. You described it as artsy, and it was really well. Like it was a very artsy movie, very independent. Really wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, I mean, it was still a good movie. Jacqueline Phoenix did a good job. Uh, Good. The way it was filmed was nice, but it was just—it was interesting. It wasn't at all what I was really expecting. Um, I don't know. I mean, what about you? Um, yeah. Likewise, uh, like I said earlier in the week, like it was—it's very artsy. It's very gritty. Um, it's not like a traditional action film. Um, uh, some things I read compared it to Taxi Driver, which I didn't find quite as enjoyable as Taxi Driver. Um, both from the lead to the entire story um but yeah it's it's a quality film i i gave it a 65 um i didn't hate it it's not a movie i'll probably ever watch again um to be completely honest with you um it it weighs pretty heavily on you as you watch through um with the story and stuff and it kind of takes you places um we ended up giving it a 69.5 69.5 on the combo score very high rotten tomato score very high meta metacritic score um not so high on user reviews it doesn't seem uh i feel like a lot of average people thought the same thing i did and you did about this mm-hmm. um going through uh good movie it's worth worth checking out if you're a fan of phoenix um or if you were a fan of taxi driver maybe you'll enjoy it just as much or, or more um i, I didn't know. personally um but yeah, that's that's really all I have to really say about it. Uh, it was an interesting movie that was definitely yeah. on our watch list for a long time this year, never knowing when we were going to see it. Worth the watch, not nothing that really blew me away. Um, yeah, overall. Um, so we'll move on uh, from that, and we will go to the McDonald's Monopoly heist movie update. <laughs> um, so this is a story that's come out recently um, about a former cop named Jerry Jacobson who. Uh, cashed in for $24 million by rigging and selling face, uh, fake pieces of the Monopoly uh, hmm. McDonald's game. Um, between 1995 and 2000, uh, himself and some cohorts uh, won almost all the prizes in that span. Um, it went up um, 
and was auctioned off the story uh, based off of a former um, article that came out, right? Yeah, an article from a journalist. Um, ben Affleck and Matt Damon won the rights uh, for their studio Pearl Street Films. Matt Damon will be starring, Ben Affleck directing, yes. uh, with a Deadpool duo of Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick writing the script, which means it'll probably be pretty entertaining overall. Affleck, a good director, Damon, a good actor, um, and the Deadpool duo just knocked it out of the park on those two movies with, with their writing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the long run, they outbid Warner Brothers, who wanted Steve Carell to be the lead. They mm-hmm. outbid Universal Studios, who wanted Kevin Hart to be the lead, which mm-hmm. I don't really understand. No, yeah, that's weird. Uh, they outbid Martin Scorsese, who won Leonardo DiCaprio mm, for enough, the lead, yeah. which uh, I, I definitely wouldn't have minded that, but they're doing like three other movies together. Um, yeah. Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment also was in there, as well as Netflix, who wanted to buy the rights and have Robert Downey Jr. as the lead. Um, just how much it ended up selling for, it was optioned for $350,000 and an additional $1 million for a big screen adaptation, which is insanity for a article, uh, like a news article to yeah. be auctioned off for. Uh, so they paid big money for it. Uh, here's hoping that it, it really knocks it out of the park because it, it sounds like a very entertaining story. Um, and like I'd mentioned, you know, you have really good people all surrounding it, so I, I think it'll be good in, in the long run. Yeah, I think with, I mean, Affleck's last big directorial thing was Argo, which was nominated for a bunch of bunch of Oscars. I've won Best Director, maybe Best Picture, and Matt Damon, I think it's great. You're mixed about him for some odd reason. Uh, he just, he needs to be saved all the damn time. <laughs> like, uh, it, it just, it, it gets tiring after a while. Yeah, yeah. Good writers and interesting story, so uh, I feel like we could, as long as nothing goes wrong in pre-production, uh, could potentially be a really good movie. So I'm excited. It's it's definitely going to be interesting. This was coming off of um, his last one he directed was Live by Night, which wasn't very good. Um, mm. But his other ones, The Town, Argo, and Gone Baby Gone are all phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Argo having, I believe, won an Oscar. Um, and, and that was a really good movie overall, one that I really enjoyed. So I definitely think they're going to knock it out of the park with this. I can't wait. I'd assume 2020 is probably when we might see it, maybe 2021. Sounds, sounds fair enough. Um, I tried looking up, but I didn't see any more information on it overall. Um, so anyway, if that's all we got to say about that, we can move on to some Star Wars news for everybody. Yes. Uh, so Ewan McGregor came out and said that there's currently no plans for an Obi-Wan movie, which depressing. is sad. Um, yeah, very depressing. Uh, I choose not to believe him. I th- I'm i going to pretend that he's just covering up for the movie is actually happening and he's going to star. Um, I hope. Yeah, I, I really hope so. Uh, but, you know, plans might change because of the solo movie. Uh, not really living up to expectations. Um which is fine. Uh, I thought that was a fine movie, but you know, Star Wars people, you know, the the heavy fans, they go crazy about things and don't want to let anybody enjoy anything. So yeah. that's that's life. Fanboys, you know, like crazy. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, if they make this movie, I really hope. I don't want them to do it with anyone other than Ewan McGregor, because I mean, he was great in the prequels as Obi. If they're gonna move on with this movie without him. 
it's going to be a hard sell to try and to go and see. I, mean, I probably would go see it because it's Star Wars still, but oh yeah, absolutely. There's no way it'd be as good. Yeah, um, I, I just I don't know who else you get to play Obi Wan. Like I understand like you need a younger person for Solo, but I think I think you could easily like you and McGregor just grows out the beard. Like he wouldn't look that much different than he did in, in the yeah. prequels. And and he, as much crap as the prequels get, I mean, he was good as Obi Wan in them. Like it, it was one of the few entertaining things in them. Yeah, um, exactly. And also, and like, also be- with between. God. Between uh, Revenge of the Sith and uh, New Hope, uh, the two Obi Wan characters, like it's like a thirty year span, so they could just say the stories anywhere in between there to kind of fit with Hugh McGregor's age, and work with that because that's a big gap that we don't really know what Obi fully was doing. So, oh, absolutely, and I think you could, uh, you can even double down. I, I want to see it not only for that, but I, I think they'd end up pulling from, I believe, Clone Wars or something like that, mm-hmm. with bringing Darth Maul back into the picture, which is one of my favorite characters in in Star Wars cinematic yeah, history. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and I think that would be really cool to to see them face off again, um, with robot legged, uh, Darth Maul and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I hope they end up going through with it. Um, I really hope Disney does it. I mean, they've been rather, you know, disappointing in some of their decisions lately, but we'll see how they end up um, moving along with, with future Star Wars adaptations um, of singular yeah, characters. Uh, so we'll move on to MoviePass. Um, so they decided <laughs> that... Um, Last week we talked about that they gave a uh, their new subscription was going to be three movies a month for nine ninety five. What they didn't tell us until this week and when <laughs> it went into effect was that you would get to choose between six movies every each day, uh, which they put the list out you know ten days in advance um, of the movies you get to see. Now only two of the movies on that list are like prime movies that are out like big blockbuster kind of things, and then four art house films which really sucks because those are the movies that you know you're not going to see at a regal or an amc most likely maybe here or there but um a lot of the four i know when i looked this week are four movies i'd never even heard of Uh, yeah it's uh it's annoying i mean i love movie pass it's been great but this last month has just been really annoying and then them throwing like they said oh this past wednesday the 16th where we Moving to a new plan, everything will be fine. No more blackouts, no more verification, and blah, blah, blah. Then the next day, Thursday, they're like, oh, but you can only choose from six movies. And then these four movies, we're going to really promote independent films, but they're only going to show at, like, you know, 100 theaters across the country. So you probably can only choose from two. Yeah, uh, I. this is probably the most annoying thing that MoviePass has done for me so far, just because... Yeah. One, you're boxing everyone in, and I know when we went to see uh, Crazy Rich Asians this week, it was the first time I noticed it, and uh, going in, like, there was three screenings available, and um, an earlier, like, a 4.51 I saw, we went to the 7 o'clock one, and then there was, like, a 9.30, and when we went to the 7 o'clock one, the 9.30 one was gone, so now, not only that, but they're, depending on the, the popularity, they are stripping some film like some mm-hmm. showings off which is really going to screw with people um my new billing for movie pass actually just started today um i am giving That's it one month, one more month. i okay. will 
keep track of how many movies I use to see it. And at the end of this month, uh, um, I'm going to decide whether or not I want to move on to uh, AMC and leave, leave movie pass in the dust. I know it's a little bit farther drive, yeah. but I don't know. I, I do like AMC theaters a lot. I, I know that you're a real big Regal guy, but until yeah. they decide to actually get a subscription plan. Um, hey, I mean, like like you said, I'll just keep tweeting at them. They'll get their attention, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the more like they're just waiting for it. They're like, Fuck, we can't work on this until Brian tweets at us. <laughs> and hey, hey, <laughs> I tweeted earlier this week about, hey, Regal, when are you coming out with a subscription service? Because, like, MoviePass is killing us, and AMC's so far away. And they're like, well, we don't have anything to disclose yet, but keep your eye on the news. So I think I think soon we could be hearing something about a Regal movie ticket subscription service. Just keep your eyes out, guys. It's It's coming. I really hope so because I, I think they're like the the one solo big, um, like theater chain in in the uh, United States and stuff that doesn't have their own quite yet. I know like Alamo yeah. Draft House and has one, mm-hmm. and like a two other ones. Um, so I hope they're working on it. I also hope that maybe they'll get um, some freaking Coke freestyle machines because like yeah. that's one of the big draws for AMC is like. I can yeah, get a pizza like and I can choose a lot different <laughs> diet sodas with no calorie intake. But I like Regal just gives me the option of a Coke Zero, which is fine, but like it's just not. Yeah. I like to be spoiled. I'll drive the extra 5 minutes to be yeah. spoiled a little bit. Yeah, here's the thing also though. It's like there's in our area at least, we have two Regals that are closer than the closest AMC. Well, like, actually the AMC is probably about the same distance to uh, as the, the other further Regal for you. Yeah, the the Ed Sheeran Regal, uh, Castle on the Hill. <laughs> um, Look, sorry, we should describe that just briefly. It's a Regal that kind of stands alone. It's up on a hill. It's huge. We started calling it Castle on a Hill. Then Ed Sheeran came out with the song Castle on the Hill. So now we just call it Ed Sheeran. Yes. So, but yeah, it's about the same distance really for me to that one. Um, but the one, yeah, the one at the mall, yeah. it also has Cadoba, but. Okay, that makes it Kadoba, if you're listening to this, please sponsor <laughs> our podcast. We're <laughs> very big Kadoba guys. Very much so. Uh, very much they, on brand. They know what we want when we go there. They, I don't know if they know our names yet, but they know who we are because we're there on a weekly basis, easily. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's the new <laughs> Movie Pass news. Uh, sorry, we got on a little tangent there. Hopefully, Movie Pass um decides to like fix this and so at least make it three and three like uh, i don't want to like have to like map out my entire week to figure yeah. out when i'm gonna go see a movie like exactly that's really the big drawback to that yeah i looked um, at exactly my subscription is up october 19th so two months from today my annual is up so i'm hoping either movie pass fixes itself or regal comes out with one or else i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah i mean i would have ditched movie pass by now like i'm really on the edge about it but I just know that when I do it, they're they're gonna like change everything, and I'm gonna be it's screwed gonna be for like nine months until it yeah, allows. Yeah, is that me to the re- rule? Yeah, it's like nine months or something like that that you can't resubscribe for it, which is dumb in itself. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that's it's just asinine. Like, and then if that happens, I don't think AMC's has one of those. So like, if Regal comes out with one, I'll just ditch AMC's if, if that's what I switch to. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so moving on, um, Blumhouse. Uh, production company and Jason Blum um, have talked about 
adapting like readapting more horror franchises as they prep for the new Halloween movie that they're releasing here um, this uh, fall, which is going to be great. Um, Blumhouse has pretty much. I know you're not a horror guy, so yeah, you might not know a lot. It's not my genre. It's like really the one genre I don't like. Uh, you're just mostly. you're scared. Of, you're scared of everything. No, like no, because you know like. <laughs> And people say like Get Out and like A Quiet Place are horror movies. I love those movies. I didn't think they're really horror movies. Well, yeah, and then you should watch Hereditary because that's like not. Nah, you describe that movie to me, and that movie sounds messed up, and I'm not gonna watch it. Look, uh, <laughs> there's the one thing Blumhouse does great. Is, like they have become the the go to for good horror movies yeah. recently. Yeah, um, they were the producers on. The, on Get Out, uh, the Purge franchise, which I've always been a big fan of. They're not the greatest movies, but they're very entertaining to me. Um, they're producing the new Halloween film. They've they they just do a really good job of, of making horror movies in general, um, not overly cheesy, um, yeah. and a little more dramatic, which is great. Um, as well, on that front, they they discussed um, possibly doing. Uh, Friday the 13th, which is in a big uh, legal battle right now, so that might not happen anytime mm. soon. Um, somebody on Twitter had asked about the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and they said that they're, they definitely want to revamp that. Um, I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited to see the new Halloween film, which basically retcons everything um, yep. except the original. So uh, the original or the first two, one of the two. Uh, and then this will be the final one in that that technical series. Mm-hmm. Um, they also gave an update. I've never played the games, but uh, they are also doing a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, um, a very pop culture video game type thing. Um, I see all over the place. 2015, there they they came out with stuff about it, um, and there really hasn't been much of an update. Um, and a Q&A on Twitter, the same thing that he was doing for the Friday, um, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Um, he said that they would have an update really soon on that. So um, if you were looking forward to the Five Night at Freddy's um, nope. movie, which I don't know anything about, but if it looks good, I'll go see it. Um, they should have updates on nah. that relatively soon. Yeah. Uh Moving on, uh, we will get to some new trailers here. Uh, we have two in particular that yeah. came out this week. Uh, the first one we are going to discuss is What Men Want, uh, yeah, starring uh, Taraji P. Henson. Um, I thought it looks pretty funny. Um, yeah. It looks like an overall enjoyable uh, movie. Uh, the end of the trailer with Mark Cuban, Shaq, um, all them absolutely uh tracy morgan absolutely kills me talking about yeah. toast in his pants <laughs> uh, it, just it, we, yeah we, we saw the trailer when we saw congratulations that was the first time i'd seen the trailer at least and i was like okay it kind of looks cheesy but then it was actually real funny because you watch the trailer it's the basis that taras b henson she's kind of terrible with men or whatever in the, in the workplace because they look down on her or something and she goes to i don't know some hypnotist or something weird i don't remember it was like a it was like a, a rave uh, like a, a dj dance party type thing i don't know but now she can hear men's thoughts but only men's thoughts yeah all so because she, knows, she got a concussion um yeah so she knows what they want 
It is, yeah, it's basically like a, a revamped version of the What Women Want movie starring Mel Gibson from, I think, the 90s or early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, which I never saw. Um, never was a big nah. Mel Gibson fan. Um, it, like I said, it looks funny. Uh, she gets like a concussion from hitting her head off of something, and then all of a sudden she can, and she drinks this herbal tea, and now she can hear men's thoughts, which... Some of the thoughts in the trailer are, are really hilarious. Um, I think a lot of people will enjoy it. Yeah. The line that the line that killed me that really like brought me into this was when the one guy says, I thought black people stopped drinking tea after get out. Oh yeah. That, that like that was the line that kinda like sold me on like going to see this one that eventually comes out. Yeah, that was uh, assuming that, you know, it doesn't bomb um in the, the ratings. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I could go either way, I think. But Taraji P. Henson's always pretty enjoyable in movies. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the second trailer, the big one to yes. talk about this week, uh, we've got the second trailer for Widows coming out. Uh, if you don't know what this movie is, um, it is – if you want to – you might know a little bit more about the, the trailer and what yeah. it's about. Yeah, so it's uh... – it's the group. So it's a group of husbands that they are part of. I don't know. They're bank robbers or something, but one of their heists goes wrong, and their wives are left as widows. And it's oh, why am I forgetting Octavia? No, uh, Davis. Why am I forgetting Viola Davis? Sorry, it's it's uh, Viola Davis, uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Debicki who. Uh, if you don't know that name at all, she was <laughs> in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, the uh, gold lady, Master of Supreme. I don't remember what her yep. name was. Uh, she was also the villain in the Man from Uncle movie. Yes, yes. Um, and so then they kind of, and the wives, they kind of grouped together. And the last, the last big heist that their husbands had planned, they're going to pull off. But what I've seen is interesting. I mean, one, it's a, it's a Steve McQuarrie movie. He's, I mean, a great director. His Steve last McQueen. Big, McQueen, sorry. Off briefly. Uh, the last big movie was 12 Years a Slave, which won, like, every major award. Absolutely fantastic film. Um, you know, yeah, Leo's in that. Of course, you love that. Um, what? I said Leo was in that, so. Leo wasn't in that. So, um. My bad. I'm thinking of. You're thinking of Django, uh, Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Whoops. No, um, Rewind. Brad Pitt was in Twelve Years a Slave for a short bit. Um, All right. Well, rewind. Anyway, <laughs> but then uh, Daniel Kulwelaway, or I probably botched his last name, but from Get Out, the main guy from Get Out, he's in it. Um, David Therese Henson is in it from a TV show Atlanta. If you know what that is at all, it's on FX. A good show with uh, Donald Glover. You're uh, you're you're really striking out on names here on this. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, but yeah, other than that, Liam Neeson, John Bernthal, Colin Farrell, uh, Robert Duvall, Michelle Rodriguez, Carrie Coon. Carrie real, yeah, see? real knocking it out of the park cast on this. Um, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Brian Tyree Henry as the villains. Uh, pretty much, Steve McQueen. It was actually written by Steve McQueen and Jillian Flynn, who wrote the Gone Girl book and a couple other books. This isn't based on a book by her; it's based on a book by uh, somebody else. 
Um, but I thought it was really interesting that she's on this as one of the screenwriters for it. Gone Girl was a phenomenal movie, and I never read the book, but I assume it was just as good. Um, overall, yeah. I'm very excited for this movie. I think yeah. that that seems to be the going for everybody that has seen this. Yeah. Definitely check out the trailer for it. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't do it justice. Um, not nearly because I, I just watched a bunch and go watch the trailer. <laughs> It looks really intense, really well done. It looks like it's going to be a great movie. I believe it comes out in November. Go watch the trailer. It'll make it sound yeah. a lot better than what we described. I, yeah, I think it comes out November 16th, which is great. Like That'll be my we- uh, birthday weekend movie. Um, there you go, party. Real excited for that. Um, moving on from that, uh, let's get into our Crazy Rich Asians review. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. What a good movie this was. Um, Definitely kind of surprised me a little Mm bit. Um, I ended up giving it an 80 out of 100. Same thing, Um, yeah. I thought, like, it's just, it's genuinely funny. Um, It's not overdone on cheesy cliches and stories and stuff like that. Like, I'd mentioned to you, like, when I think of, like, cheesy stories and stuff, I think of, like, Meet the Parents, where the spouse is going to meet the parents and just messes everything up um all the time and you like no that i hate that because like that person's a loser like (laughs) there's no redeeming qualities on on somebody like that and it doesn't do that in this movie really uh this there's just stunning shots of parties singapore in general the uh, cinematography for the movie is just phenomenal from start to finish um, the entire cast is really enjoyable, start to finish. Uh, Henry Golding mm-hmm. and Constance Wu are, are the main characters in it. Yeah. Um, there is, I did notice this little uh, fact, but uh, Gemma Chan, who plays Astrid, is playing uh, Minerva, the villain in the Captain Marvel movie. So that'll oh. be really interesting. Um, and the story itself is based around family traditions and customs Within over the, there. The Chinese culture, yeah. Yeah, um, it's... Very much, uh, the best way I can describe it, it's this year's version of La La Land for me in a movie that I didn't <laughs> think I would really like, but turns out I really liked it because it's not really my type of movie, but sometimes those types are really knock it out for me. Yeah. Um, the one highlight I had was like the end, um, not really trying to give a lot away, but the Mahjong scene. Um, in the little, uh, shop. Um, and like my only thought, because they don't really talk afterwards is just that They're the just mom, the yeah, I, the mom just goes and finds her son and says, look, your girlfriend beat the shit out of me at Mahjong and you're allowed to marry her now. Like, that's basically what I got out of that. Um, other than that, yeah, I gave it an 80 out of a hundred. 80.1 combo score, great overall, highly yeah. recommended. Um, I'll pass it over to you to give your thoughts. Yeah, the so, I mean, we saw this trailer a bunch of times because it was paired with a lot of the movies that we saw. And so it's kind of like a joke at first, like, oh, yeah, we'll go see that, like, real excited. But then, like, it started getting, like, amazing reviews. Like, I'm pretty sure it's sitting at, like, a 97, it's 96 or 96, 7% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.5 on IndyB and stuff. And so we're like, oh, I'm going to go see it. It looks interesting. It's kind of funny. It was really good. I was not expecting me to like it as much as I did. Like uh, like you said, it was generally funny a lot of the way through. Uh, Constance Wu and Henry Golding did a really good job. Um, 
good story. She's uh, Aquafina was her best friend. She was her family. She she yeah. was so funny in it. Like I, I was really surprised by that, but she she was really hilarious. Yeah. And her and her family too. Like her, she has an awkward bro- brother. Her, <laughs> the the mom, the dad. That was uh, Ken. Ken Chang. Is that his name? No. No. Try again. You're really you're. I'm bad you're, today. You're I'm blanking today. today. You are just awful. What's his name? Look it up. I'm I'm, I'm done telling you names. <laughs> I'm done. Anyway. <laughs> He, they were all like the rest of Aquafina, their characters' family. They were hilarious. Like they were some of the funniest parts of the movie. The awkward brother, I laughed at a lot just because of how awkward he was. Um, but yeah, it was a really good movie. Stunning shots of wide, wide shots of over Singapore and parties with fireworks, and then there's part where out in the ocean on a boat. I, it was just a really good movie, well done. And I think it's kind of like you know early in the year. Um, Black Panther was huge for uh, Africans and African Americans uh, for that culture. This is huge. This is a huge step now for the Asian culture. Like the last movie to have this widespread of an Asian cast was like I can't remember what it was called, but it was like twenty, thirty years ago. It and was uh, the Joy Luck Club was the last, and it's an it's an all it's an all Asian cast. Like that's, that's the big thing about it. Um, which is, it's great. I mean, everybody did such a good job of it overall. Um, but yeah, the joy luck club was the last one to to have an all Asian cast. Okay. His name was, is Ken Wong. I was thinking Chang because that's what his name was in community, which he was in. He was hilarious. That's why I thought Chang, but his name is Ken Wong. He's probably the hangover, all his movies. He's hilarious. Well, sorry. Uh, we can go back into that. I just want to throw that in there. Well, you're taking you're taking little you're taking baby steps, but I keep telling you you need to get cultured. You're, you're taking baby steps. <laughs> good job. Yeah, you, shut up. <laughs> All right. But yeah, a um, uh, really good movie. Liked it better than I thought I would. Uh, for a rom com, it uh, I didn't put it in my top five yet. But I mean, I've only seen it once, so maybe if I see it again, I still would really enjoy it, and it might creep into the top five. So. All right, yeah. So uh, highly recommended. Definitely go check it out. Um, it's great for so many reasons. Uh, I cannot wait to buy it when it comes out on uh, on. Like uh, this is this is a movie like La La Land that like I'll probably watch relatively frequently. Like when I'm going to bed at night or something. It's like, an entertaining movie. Yeah, it's very entertaining overall. It's a fun watch. Um, go out and check it out. Get to the theaters, yeah, for guys. Sure. And if you have a movie pass, just double check to make sure that it's playing first. <laughs> it might only be like once um, a week, so be careful. Yeah, who knows? Um, so we will finish out our episode today uh, with our top five rom-coms. The way this will work is we'll go um, one by one. Um, we'll start with Brian. I'll let you do yours first. Uh, it'll go, he'll do his five. I'll do my five. He'll do his four. I'll do my four. And so on and so on. And so on and so forth. Uh, maybe describe a little bit about the movies and such. Um, so yeah, I'll let you start with yeah. the, uh, so, go ahead with your number five. Earlier this week, you were like, Hey, we're going to do top five rom-coms. And I was like, that sounds so hard. But then I like looked at the list of like rom-coms. I was like, Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Actually a lot more rom-coms that I liked that I didn't think I liked. So my number five actually come coming in is, uh, the wedding singer with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. That is a hilarious movie from the eighties. So, so much eighties nostalgia in it taking place then. And, there's also the connection for me in high school. Our high school did the musical The Wedding Singer, which I was a part of and was 
a blast and I had a lot of fun doing that. And so that makes this movie even better. Uh, so that comes in at number five for me. All right. My number five is the 40 year old virgin. Um, it, I, it, I just, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but, uh, I just remember it was really funny. Um, the story itself, um, really is interesting. Uh, Steve Carell, it was one of his big breakout roles, um, post the beginning of the office. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fun cast, Seth Rogen, a couple other guys in it. Um, overall, funny. Um, I remember the one scene that resonated with me was when he's with his girlfriend and and he she's trying to convince him to like sell all of his like um, toys and stuff like that, his action figures that he had saved up all these years and stuff like that. And it just kind of that was the main scene that I remembered from it. But uh, really charming movie overall. Um, just overall great um i'll pass it on to you for number four all right number four uh silver linings playbook great movie with jennifer lawrence and bradley cooper as the leads this not kind of like your typical like cheesy rom-com it was more drama in, intertwined with it but it was a really good movie great acting was nominated and won i think that's where uh jennifer lawrence won her first best best actress oscar it was nominated for best picture great movie Classifies as a rom-com, so it's on my list. Uh, my number four, I had Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, fantastic movie, really funny. Um, I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan as a director. Does mm-hmm. so many movies, so many of my favorite movies. Michael Sarah's great in it. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's fin- uh, fantastic in it as well. Um, the story of him fighting off all of her e- evil exes in order to be with her. Um, it's just, it's hilarious. Um, one of the first probably the first movie i actually ever saw um chris evans in uh he was one of the evil exes (laughs) um which i watched this not recently and and looking back on it it was really kind of funny um great adaptation from the the comic books and stuff um i'll pass it on to you for uh your number three quick on that note it's actually a movie i've never seen but i've wanted to see it's on a watch list if it ever pops up on netflix or amazon or something that uh i'll be watching that because of Stuff like you said, I've heard great things about it. Number three for me, Fever Pitch. I'm a huge Red Sox fan. I don't know if that's ever been noted before, and so I love. It makes me love this movie even more. But I take try and take that bias away. It's Jimmy Fallon. He's hilarious. He's the lead in it. And debate all. No, he's hilarious. Uh, and surprisingly, again, Drew Barrymore is in it. It's. It's great. I love the movie. I am partially biased because of how big of a Red Sox fan I am as Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon's character is a diehard Red Sox fan and his world revolves around it. But I I just love it. I think it's it's a great movie. So that's number three for me. Uh, fun story on Fever Pitch. Um, a, a long time ago, probably the year or the year after it came out, um, I ended up getting it uh, on DVD for like Christmas or something like that. Um, and I never actually watched it i think i just sold it um Cute never heard. <laughs> never something i'm interested in uh not a red sox fan um i'm not the biggest jimmy fallon fan in the world i don't think he's all that funny um and not you said it was drew barrymore that wasn't it yeah yeah i was never a huge fan of hers either so like really it was just one of those things where i was like eh, i guess i'll just sell this and get something different yeah i mean like i said i am partially biased towards it Due to my huge love for the Red Sox, so yeah, obviously, uh, the movie might as well have just been you and the Red Sox as the rom com. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so uh, my number three is the movie we saw this week, Crazy Rich Asians. Um, uh, not much else I can say about it, but it was so good that it had to be in my top five when I kind of like when I was going through everything and cutting the list down. I, I thought, you know, maybe it's because like recency bias, having just saw it, but I, I had to put it on the yeah. list and I liked it a little bit more than the 40 year old virgin. And I kind of tied it with Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but um. Yeah, number three is where I'm going to go with that. Yeah, that's definitely something I can see moving into my top five. I just want to watch it again at some point before putting it in my top five. All right, uh, number two for me. This classifies as a rom-com, so I'm saying it's rom-com. La La Land. Love that movie. Came out two years ago, you mentioned that. Uh, fantastic movie. Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. It's more of like a musical, romance musical thing. But IMDb classifies it as a romance comedy musical so therefore it's a rom-com number two on my list there you go so number two on mine is the princess bride uh i don't really know what what you can say bad about that movie in general it's great it's a fun little tale um as a big wrestling fan you know andre the giant's in it uh great cast robin wright always incredible um great movie i don't think anybody can really argue to be a top five rom-com and if you do i think you're crazy <laughs> True. uh just overall amazing movie um so that comes in at number two for me yeah on that note uh princess bride is actually my number one princess bride's one of my favorite movies of all time easily top five probably top three it's anything you could want in a movie there's there's the romance in it, the comedy in it action adventure uh sword fights it's climbing up cliffs uh revenge story it's it's a great movie it's great acting i love it i if you haven't seen it just don't stop whatever you're doing or go home tonight or tomorrow and watch the movie because it's a fantastic movie that that's all i have to say all right so my number one is your number two after <laughs> thinking about it all week and re-watching it two nights ago um, I will classify it as a rom-com. Uh, num- number one for me, La La Land. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time. A movie that I went to see not thinking I would really like it all that much, even though I- I'm a big fan of Emma Stone and, and Ryan Gosling. Um, just a beautiful movie. It- great music all through it. Um. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, I, I really don't know what else to say about it. I mean, John Legend's amazing in it. it it's overall one of the best movies I've ever seen. Um, I wish it would have won Oscar, the Oscar. Should have won ago. Best Picture. That, that whole fiasco. They should just kept it. Um, no offense to Moonlight, also a good movie, but like La La Land was incredible. Um, cast was great. The music was great. Um, the story was tran- uh, like transcending to me. Um, so yeah, that has to be number one for me. Yeah. Um. Do you have any know. that missed your cut? Uh, not really. I mean, I was going through this like there were other movies, um, that rom coms I've seen before, but none that I thought were great. So I mean, these were the only ones that I thought were above average that I would include on a list. Um, I had three that I ended, that missed the cut for me that uh, I was toying with all of them for number five. Uh, I ended up setting on uh forty year old virgin. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, an, another great um, Judd Apatow movie. Um, real good cast overall. Fun story. Um, 
it really kind of touches you a little bit. Um, no, the other ones I had say anything, uh, John Cusack classic, um, real fun movie to watch and going really far back. Uh, I had breakfast at Tiffany's on here, not just a great song, um, but a great movie overall. Audrey Hepburn. Uh, I've seen several Audrey Hepburn movies. She's always really good. Um, I don't watch a ton of classic movies, but that was one that kind of, I really loved, um, overall. So that, those are the three that I ended up missing the cut that I kind of like toyed around with putting in but decided against it in the end yeah. um so any last words brian before we uh send it off um no not really uh yes this is rom-coms wasn't expected to do this right now but um there you go ladies you know what our top five rom-coms are so if they match you, I, don't, I don't know it, they match this is a podcast brian not tinder come on man <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, if if you uh, disagreed with anything or want to let us know about um, your top five, go ahead and find us on Twitter at roll underscore credits pod. Um, you can find us on Facebook at roll the credits podcast. Um, pretty easy to find overall. You know, drop us a link. Let us know what your top five are. Um, if you agreed or disagreed with anything we had to say, um, go ahead. Let us know. Um, yeah. Go ahead and uh, find us on Apple Podcasts now, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, Spotify. on Spotify. Um, give us a five-star rating. Let us know your favorite rom-com in the um, Yeah, we section want feedback. That, so. Yeah, we want feedback. Uh, let us know your favorite rom-com. That's all you got to post. Uh, we'll. You can even roast us if you really want. I don't care. Just give Have us a five-star review and a subscribe. Uh, trying to get the ratings up. Trying to get everybody. Uh, our main mission in this entire thing is maybe get a sponsorship from Cadova. So. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, sure. That's a great goal. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, uh, it was a great week. Um. Can't wait. I don't know what we'll be reviewing next week. It was going to be Mile Twenty Two, but. I don't think I'm going to go see that at this point um, with the, the ratings that are coming out it's for 20%, it. 20%. So. Um, yeah, so I'll probably end up dropping that. Um, maybe The Happy Time Murders. Uh, that's one that's been pretty yeah. high on my list, um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll let you know, Yeah, we'll let you know on uh, Twitter and on Facebook what we're going to be reviewing this week um, so that you're not going into this blind and just listening to us ramble on. Um, so for another great week at the, uh, movies, this was Aaron and Brian and you guys have a great week. See ya.